We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Hey everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast brought to you this week by RotoViz. We're RotoViz. What's up guys? Uh, as always, I'm your host, Eric Birdsloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades, joined by my co-host Nathan Powell. Nathan, what's up, dude? Hello, hello, Eric. Um, you know, I think we've missed like three of our last five shows, but you know, what we're gonna overcome. We're gonna get back to our every week pace starting now. We're gonna start a Brett Favre-like streak starting now. Uh yeah, I mean Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com. Well, this is the this is the time of season where, admittedly, a lot of dynasty folks check out for like a month or two. Like we go all year, all year round. But this is the time of the year where, like, I don't know, it, it seems to be the quietest in the dynasty community, getting ready for the 2019 season. Uh, but that, 
that's that's enough of being quiet. Somebody who's not quiet is our is our host that we are our host. You want to be the host, Trey? All right, our guest, <laughs> <laughs> our guest, Trey Never. Barrett. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Trey Barrett. Uh, that's two R's, two T's, and uh, you can check him out. He's also a uh, a host of the Fantasy Joe's podcast. So a fellow podcaster like ourselves, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you know, you hit the nail on the head. It's definitely. Heading into the off season, man, I, I had a guy respond to me today on GroupMe about a trade inquiry that I sent like two and a half weeks ago. <laughs> For a split second, I was like, "What? Which which trade are you responding?" Oh, oh, okay, yeah, it's been a little while. The one that's so, been canceled for over a week at this point, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I, yeah, I already moved AJ Green, but but thanks for getting back to me. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's, we got to take a break at some point. Like, go go go. You just even teachers need a, need a summer vacation, you know. There is no off season, uh, Eric. It says it on your DLF shirt. So that's you're 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 god dang right. It does. Um, okay, well let let's go ahead and uh, and talk about uh, the kind of the rundown for the show. We're going to be focusing on um, what Nathan is endearingly calling the coaching carousel. Um, a lot of impending moves coming and moves that have already happened. Um, and so we're going to talk about dynasty impact players that you want to buy and sell um, with a new coaching staff coming into organization. So uh, before we get into that part of the show, a quick reminder that you can support the Rotoviz radio network and our 10 shows per week on Patreon. Patreon ships start at just $5 per month. They provide you exclusive access uh, to, to our awesome show Rotoviz live during the season. Um, and if you buy now, you uh, you will get through the season. So become a Rotoviz radio patron today. Join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content, and do your part in helping the network to grow and produce high quality industry leading programming. Speaking of exclusives, as a loyal podcast listener, you get 30% off Rotoviz NFL Pass for the 2019 season. It's available through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. 2019 season is around the corner. It's only like nine months away. Yep, uh, make sure you're ready. Gain limited access to our NFL content and tools so you get amazing value and support the podcast network. Once again, that's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Yeah, I mean, we're not even done with the with this season technically, but I mean, for fantasy purposes, we're done. So. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and talk coaching carousel. Um, Nathan, your beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers brought in uh, the man in the hat. That's Bruce Arians uh, to take over uh, that team. So I guess I'll kick to you, Nathan, and uh, and and kind of get your initial thoughts on this and uh, and what kind of your feelings are. Yeah, I feel like uh, there's been some controversial hires in, in this offseason, and Bruce Arians was not one of them. He was kind of the the safe hire, the one that most people thought it was a good hire for the Bucks to bring in Bruce Arians, uh, and then the, the offensive and defensive coordinators that he brought in as well, Byron Leftwich, and then uh, the Jets head coach, I'm blanking on his name, as the defensive coordinator. Uh, but strictly from a fantasy perspective, when there is a positive coaching hire, when there is some excitement around a coaching hire, I'm looking to sell more so than I am looking to buy. And my my sell in the Buccaneers offense right now is Chris Godwin. People are going to be getting uh, more and more excited about Godwin as, you know, the possibility of Deshaun Jackson not coming back uh, enters into the fold. And the, the concept, oh, Bruce Arians is going to mold the young wide receiver and Chris Godwin into an NFL, uh, NFL wide receiver to a fantasy wide receiver too. And I think that there's just still, even if Deshaun Jackson does depart, there's so much going on in that offense with they're going to get the running backs involved. They're going to get O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray and Mike Evans involved. The Godwin has to become a very legit NFL wide receiver two to become, you know, fantasy relevant. Yes, he might be a wide receiver three, wide receiver four for next year, but if you can get wide receiver two trade value, I think now is the time to do so. 
Yeah, I, I like that. I've never been a Godwin guy myself, but um, but I guess yeah, that's that seems like the right play. Trey, what are, where are you taking this? You know, it's funny because that's exactly I, I wrote in my notes. You know, by Jameis, by Evans, because I I think those are two guys whose value is climbing. But un, unless the player, the, the the dynasty owner that you're dealing with that owns those guys is just hiding under a rock or you know has checked out for the last month, they realize the value on those guys are climbing. And so I put sell Chris Godwin. So you, you hit the nail on the head for me. He, I mean, he, he's currently going 50 in, in, in January ADP from DLF. He's wide receiver 27 ahead of Allen Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Mike Williams. I mean, like he, he's like the 55th pick overall. So this is a guy going in the middle of the fifth round. And, and this was before really that news even had, had set hold. So, I mean, he's a strong sell for me at that value. And, and I anticipate when the when that ADP comes out next month, that it'll be even higher. So I'm I'm all aboard selling Godwin right now. Yeah, it's kind of tough to find another sell on this team, just because it's like, okay, I guess we could sell Cameron Braid, but like, okay, that's a little silly since he's not really worth anything. And then there's no running backs on the team. Uh, Ronald Jones value is cratered out, so it really is. And you're not going to sell Mike Evans or Jameis Winston, although Winston maybe he's a, maybe there's an argument for it. Um, you know, in the off season, if somebody's starting to get a little crazy, I've actually got Winston in a couple of places and I've got a lot of offers for him. Um, but I actually, I think I chatted with Nathan on those, but no, I, I think that, I think that you guys hit the nail on the head there. I think, I think the buy is, is just the same buys that were there previously. I think Winston probably is a buy, but I could hear an argument for him being the sell. So I think Godwin is the, is the proverbial sell here just in general. I mean, do we really, do we think this team looks a whole lot different with Arians? I think it's a better going to be a better team overall. I mean, that's just my bias creeping in, and the fact that I think Bruce Arians is a better coach than Dirk Cutter, and then the, the supporting staff as well. Um, so, I, I, I do think that it, it gets kind of under people talk about garbage time and how that's good for fantasy. Being a good NFL team can also be good for fantasy because you know you're still putting up points, you're putting up touchdowns, and so I think that you don't necessarily have to have a bad defense in order to produce fantasy points. No, there's definitely truth to that, but it, it doesn't hurt. I mean, it doesn't hurt to dump it. But you have to sweat out every single one of your matchups because it's the fourth quarter, and then finally people start just dumping TDs onto the board. Uh, so, all right, Nathan, do you want to pivot to our next one? Our next one is definitely one of the more unique hires we've seen in recent memory. It's Cliff Kingsbury, who was fired from Texas Tech, a Big 12 school, and has now hired as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, they have Josh Rosen in the fold um, and David Johnson. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the Kingsbury hire, Trey? Is there anyone that sticks out as a buyer or sell here? You know, I, I think to me, I, I'm going to reserve judgment, right? I, I mean, I, I obviously there's been a lot of criticism, and it looks like it was a fairly desperate hire. I know they were looking to move on from Wilkes and and getting an offensive, you know, the the quote unquote next Sean McVay that everybody's chasing. Yeah, um, seems really appealing. But, man, it's a little scary. I don't know. I, I know you know Rosen's being pretty undervalued, but he also looked pretty lost at times this year. Um, David Johnson's aging. I, I would probably kick the tires on Christian Kirk. I mean, he's 22 years old. He was a top 50 pick. He's currently going as wide receiver 30 in, in Dynasty ADP. So if there's anyone that's turned off um, from from this this past season and, and is willing to move Christian Kirk, he's a guy I'd be willing to invest in. I think he's got some some great potential there and can really turn into a wide receiver one on that team. 
Yeah, I, I think that it's a little bit more likely, especially in, in Superflex, that someone might sour on Rosen more uh, more quickly than they sour on Christian Kirk because he showed flashes, and certainly he wasn't like fantasy uh, relevant week to week. But th- th- that type of production in, in the rookie year rarely scares people off. Um, Brian Malone always talks about buy rookie picks, sell sophomores because the value just inexplicably inexplicably rises almost every time. Yeah, the, uh, you mentioned David Johnson being kind of old. I think he might be the buy here. Um, I, I think that having an offensive-minded coach could catapult him back up to a top-five dynasty pick right now in the 20th pick in, in the uh, solidified pretty much in the late second round of startups right now. So he, he'd probably be the guy that I would target. And, and I think – I don't know that this experiment works, but I, but I do think that it's going to be – I don't know. Like It's probably not a fair comparison, but like a Chip Kelly-type like offensive – attack is what I think we're going to see here, whether it works or not. I have no idea, but, uh, but I think that they just need a spark and that that's really what they're going for. And you, you mentioned like the young hire, the guy under 40, the, the next Sean McVay, that is, that seems to be what they're going for. And they just, I think they just wanted to spark something different. Um, and, and I can relate as a, as a Bengals fan, I'm like, please don't hire a guy I've heard of. Just go with anyone I've never heard of. <laughs> so. Please not John Fox is pretty much what I was saying. Or, or Hugh Jackson. Like, no. nobody yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, nobody that's a safe pick. Can we just go bananas? And I think that's where the Cardinals are right now. It's like, you know, they they they're, they're, they don't need to make a safe pick here. I think they can gamble a little bit this year and in the upcoming years to see if this pans out. But it is an odd one because, what, he got fired from his last job at Texas A&M? Is that right? Te- Texas Tech, yes. I'm oh, sorry, Texas Tech. He got fired. It's like, all right, you got fired from your last job in college and now you're – an NFL head coach, right? That makes sense. All right. Speaking of people who got fired, Adam Gase was fired from the Miami Dolphins, and now he is the head coach of the New York Jets. Uh, I'll start off by saying it's not particularly a sell, but this this makes me sad for my uh, abundance of Sam Darnold chairs. I know that once upon a time, Adam Gase was a young QB guru, but you're not a young QB guru just because you were Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator. Eric could be Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator. Dan hey, could be Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the QB whisperer. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. So uh, Adam Gase, I mean, he he hasn't like proven anything to be worth you know a second head coaching job, but he got it anyways. So uh, I'm a little bit worried about my Darnold chairs, but honestly, th- this is the type of scenario where if there are also people who weren't Donald fans that just happened to end up getting Donald shares. And they're like, Oh, well now that Gase is here, I really don't like Donald. Maybe try and, you know, buy a low on those. But I think for the most part, the people who have Donald right now aren't, aren't selling just because of Adam Gase. Yeah. And then I, I think as, as a part, and I think you can relate to this, Nathan, as a, as a Donald owner that you paid enough, especially if you're in a super flex league to really let this thing pan out. There's not a good sell window here. Gase is not driving up his value, so you might as well see how this thing goes. Trenton, yeah, yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I put in my notes Trent. here, man. Right. I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm buying anyone. I, I just don't, you know, that this offense. There's a lot of question marks, and, and I think, you know, if I own anyone on the offense, if I own Robbie Anderson or Elijah McGuire. If I own Sam Darnold, I'm just holding them and, and hoping for something promising. But I don't see me inquiring to, to do any buying of these guys. Yeah, the the, the Jets team. This is like uh, the, the the like foghorn sound. Whenever you hear like think about the Jets, it's like no, thank you, I'll pass. <laughs> uh, I, I'm completely on board with that. There's not a player that interests me in buying, 
unless unless well, like Robbie Anderson becomes cheap, but he's not going to. So there, I mean, there's players that everybody's valuation is not at a low enough point to where it's going, and there's going to be a big shuffle too um, on this team of offensive weapons. So it's yeah, I completely agree with you. I don't think that that's in the in the cards, but maybe if somebody becomes free, if this team really sucks or something like that, maybe like Robbie Anderson becomes a buy mid season, something like that. Yeah, and I guess the one like perspective I could end up being Jets wide receiver one to be named later. I don't think they enter yeah. the 2019 season with Robbie Anderson as a wide receiver one. They're going to get an early for uh, early round uh, wide receiver or pick up one in free agency. There's a couple one out there, so I, I think that. Whoever ends up going there, it's an attractive spot if you like Darnold and I do. So I, I do like whoever en- ends up being the wide receiver one there. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, Matt LaFleur. LaFleur. Uh, Matt LaFleur, LaFleur. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. He was the t- Titans offensive coordinator. Uh, another one where, I mean, there was a, a, a number of head scratchers in this head coaching hire process, and people saw Titans offensive coordinator, not exactly the most explosive offense you've ever seen, gets hired as the Packers head coach. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on the floor, uh, if you have any, Trey, and um, what just the offense in general? So I think for, for me that I think anything – uh, is better than McCarthy up there in Green Bay. I think that there, there's a there's a real potential to unlock Aaron Rodgers back to being a dominant. I mean, he's been a good quarterback as far as fantasy production. He's been a quarterback one, but but he's not the quarterback one that we've been used to seeing for for several years. And and so I think that it's promising for everyone on that offense. There there is one sell for me, and that's Aaron Jones. Um, currently reading a book that just got released called Analytics of Dynasty by Jordan McNamara. And he he talks in that book about um, taking the profile over the player. Aaron Jones was a fifth round NFL draft pick. And, and, you know, the the likelihood of those guys putting up top 24 production is like 21%. And he's currently the running back 17 in recent ADP. And I anticipate that's going to climb. Not that I don't like Aaron Jones, not that I don't think he can be productive, but with the regime change, I just don't know that the long-term value is there. He's creeping up into the territory where I think that you can sell him for some other guys, like maybe add a little something to get a carry on Johnson or, or you know, just upgrade to someone I think that's got a little better staying power at the running back position. Interesting. I, I'm, I don't think I'm on board with selling Jones. I think he's he's looked good enough um, that, uh, you know, I, I, I agree that like him – I don't know if you, if you took that prospect and like just threw it at a wall, I'd say sure that that's it's unlikely it would pan out. But I mean, at this point he's shown such flashes. He's looked so good. Um, I don't know. I, I think that, I think I would be more, I, I guess I would be more inclined to sell probably the, the wide receiver twos on this team. Um, the, the MVS is the St. Brown. See if you can get out, see if you can get something for one of those guys. Um, if there is any hype here with Lafleur, I really don't think there is. I don't think it's moving the needle. Like you said, anything's better than Mike McCarthy, and he's not the, the Bengals' new coach, which is fabulous. So that's great news there. Uh, but this is another like I feel like there was the Belichick coaching tree, and now we're like into the Sean McVay sh- coaching tree, where where everybody's just trying to get a piece. Where the Bengals are about to hire from that tree, the Packers. You're skipping uh, ahead, Eric. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. Does the people are people unaware of who the Bengals are going to hire? Is that like a secret that hasn't been on Roto World all week? So. We're gonna spoiler alert at, at the end of the show. We're gonna talk about the Bengals' new hire, but <laughs> this is um, but yeah, this this is an interesting one. Again, it seems like people are taking some shots with new coaches and are maybe just tired of that old 
old guard sitting around, which is cool by me. I want to see something innovative. I want to see some no-look passes is, I guess, what I'm saying. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, for me with the Packers, uh, I've always thought that Aaron Jones was a little bit overvalued, and he's getting more valuable and more valuable, but he's also proving something along with that. Yes. So uh, I, I'm hesitant to sell Jones because I think he's shown enough talent to be, clearly be above uh, Jamal or Jonathan Williams. I always forget the Jay Williams as uh, Jamal Williams. But uh, – I also think that the Packers are just bad enough that they can't afford to invest at the running back position once again. So uh, they're they're going to be going elsewhere, and then Aaron Jones ends up being the RB1. And as everyone knows, the Aaron Rodgers RB1 uh, is going to be a good fantasy asset. All right, let's move on to uh, the official team of the Dice Tradecast. They must be mentioned at least once every episode, probably three times every episode. That's Cleveland Browns. Uh, they hired offensive coordinator Freddie Kitchens to be their head coach. They they hired um, the Bucks offensive coordinator Todd Monken to be their offensive coordinator. And uh, Monken was a favorite of Evan Silva, who basically was trying to campaign to get Todd Monken a uh, head coaching job, but he ends up being in the offensive coordinator position of the Cleveland Browns, which sets him up for if that offense continues to do well for Monken to get a coaching job in the next couple of years. But anyways, let's uh, just talk about the Browns for a second. Uh, we've always been big buyers of all of the Browns, and I don't think that this Kitchens and Monken uh, combination changes that. If anything, it increases it. But, of course, since everyone's so excited about it, are you maybe like, oh, well, the head coaches don't matter that much? Or, or is the excitement for the coaches giving you pause for the players, Trey? Not really. I mean, I, I've been really excited the last 24 months. I, I've talked on our podcast about how I was just – I was cheering for the Browns because they were kind of like the butt of, of every NFL joke. And, and you know, they uh, fired Stashi and, you know, they had this wealth of draft picks, which they seem to have really begun a turnaround. And I, for one, am just excited to see them moving in the right direction. This offense is exciting. I do think that, you know, the value of these guys is skyrocketing. Although one guy, Jarvis Landry, is a guy for me that it seems to be people are just some trade um, polls that I've seen on Twitter have me wondering if it's not going to be an offseason to maybe look into buying Jarvis Landry because he, he uh, seems to be really, me. really devalued right now. It seems like everybody's, and I know he didn't have a great season this year, but there, there was a lot of transition that took place this year. And, um, I mean, you know, look at what Monken did. Look, well, we'll look at what Kitchens did the last eight games where he was calling plays there for the uh, Browns. And, and then look at what Todd Monken did this year with uh, Winston and Fitzpatrick in Tampa. So I, I think Landry is a guy that I'd probably kick the tires on a little bit. Yep, you sniped me. I am in exactly the same spot. I think Landry is dangerously low in value right now. So, um He's proven to be, and even even in this off year, he was still very productive. So he was he was frustrating to put into your lineup, and you couldn't trust him this year. But such is the nature of a down year. So I, uh, I I'm completely on board with Landry there. Yeah, I just worry about Landry ever returning to that target volume, and if he doesn't, then he's never going to be a low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two again, and he'll kind of settle in that mid to low-end wide receiver two at best. Uh, but I, I do think that at, at his price right now, he's, he's definitely a good buy. Um, I guess we'll round, round table this. What would be the highest rookie pick you'd give up for him? Um, I, I, mine would probably be around like 104. Oh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's the right valuation. I don't think going much higher than that um, is – and I don't think it's going to be necessary. I think the 104 gets it done with a lot of Landry owners coming off this year. So uh, I think that that's right around the valuation that he should be at, Nathan. Yeah, I agree. I'd be a little hesitant, honestly, right now, 
to pay the 104 for him because I think when the rookie draft comes around, I think you could potentially get him for less. And and there's these running backs, you know, the, these running backs right now that wouldn't be really worth the top four rookie pick. But if, if they land in Kansas City or one of these dream spots might might kind of vault up there. So, but yeah, I probably wouldn't wouldn't pay anything higher than that. All right, let's move on to the Miami Dolphins. They are expected to hire Brian Flores, I believe the linebacker coach for the New England Patriots once their season's over. Um, obviously, that not much impact from a fantasy perspective, but uh, is there anyone in this Dolphins offense we're excited about? It's kind of a barren wasteland. Maybe a Kenyon Drake is to, you know, he, he's a per, per, uh, proverbial perennial, whatever, uh, buy for me. Um, but but uh, I, I it's two very different words. By Proverbial that. perennial, I, I don't know. I can't talk right now. Uh, any excitement on the, about the Dolphins? I mean, I'm really excited about Devontae. Oh, no, I couldn't, I couldn't even finish that statement. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there's really not. There's not um, – this team is, is almost like the Jets. It's like kind of a dynasty wasteland at the moment. Uh, I'm like scouring here to think of anybody. But no, I'm, I'm really – I want no part of this offense whatsoever. So I'll, I'll hard pass all around. And this this hire doesn't move the needle for me, but maybe he'll be able to turn the tide of this team. But yeah, this team's this team is bad right now for dynasty purposes. I know it's crazy, Nathan, and and I knew I knew you were going to mention Kenyon Drake, but I, I really, it, sincerely, I don't think it's a terrible idea to inquire because you know he is a. An electric. Th- I mean, the guy almost had a thousand yards this year. He scored nine touchdowns. Um, actually, he might have broken a thousand yards. Um, if he were given the opportunity, I think he could. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's going to be this RB one. I, I, and I, I don't think you can buy him with the hope of that. But if there's someone that's really just completely soured on the situation, I, I think that he's a reasonable guy. He's only 24 years old. I don't think it's completely unreasonable given given his you know size and speed and and draft capital for him to end up becoming a serviceable wide receiver too and, and returning a little bit of value if you can get him for, you know, say like a late second. Yeah. I mean, well, I think a late second would do it, but I don't know anybody who's selling Drake for that price tag right now. Is he... Yeah, no, I think his price hovers around a late first, early second. Yeah. And that's, that's too much for me. It's just such a situational player that you very rarely feel comfortable sticking in your lineup. Those are the type of players I just stay away from altogether. Yeah, and Kalen Balage Ballage, uh, he's the type of player that, and entering his sophomore year, he typically typically doesn't have a rising value. He has a, a decrease. He had like a couple flashes, but there's not like a clear, clear role for him right now. And he was a, a low, lower draft pick. And so, I mean, I'd throw a third at him right now just because you know, people might be giving up on him because, like, oh, there was the last coaching staff that picked him. There's no connection with him with the with the old staff uh, to the new staff, but. I mean, I, I think that at the very least, he's a nice handcuff to have for uh, Kenyon Drake because, once again, the Dolphins are another team that can't afford to invest at running back because they have so many other, other needs elsewhere. Well, let me ask a question about uh, a player who had a decent bit of draft capital and and just historically highly drafted tight ends tend to gain value in the offseason. What about Mike Gusecki? What are we doing with him? Is there is there any – it seems like now there's almost no hype around him. Maybe now is the time to buy Gusecki um, and wait him out. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that it's definitely the time to buy Mike Gesicki. I mean, you know, we're we're only a year removed, actually not even quite a year removed, for him destroying the combine. And, and I think that 
knowing that it takes a little while for tight ends to produce and people being pretty enamored with this upcoming tight end class. I, I don't know what you could get him for, but I think that his price is is quite depressed from where it was this time last year. And, and he's still a guy that I think can produce. So I think that's a, a great uh, prospect to, to check into. Yeah, I, I would imagine it would probably cost like two thirds. I, I mean, I wouldn't imagine most people asking for a second uh, for Gusecki right now. And I, I, I think that some, some people are excited about the other tight ends from that class with Mark Andrews and a couple of the other guys um, that Gusecki is the guy to buy among last year's tight ends. All right, let's two move thirds, on. By the way, two thirds is a that seems like a, an absolute like slam dunk. Just just to gamble with that's that seems all day. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong on that. It might require a second, but I also don't really see like anyone giving up a second for him either. So, yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, the Bengals. Spoiler Woo! alert: we were we were informed Woo! earlier in, earlier in the program uh, that uh, Eric Bengals plans to hire Zach Taylor, Rams quarterback coach, once his season is over. So, Zach Taylor, uh, what are your thoughts on his impact on the Bengals' assets, Eric? Yeah, my favorite part is I've never heard of him. So I had to go look him up when he came out. I was, I was so excited. I'm not kidding. I was like, I was, telling, I was telling everyone, I was like, please let me have never heard of this guy. Let him not be the Mike McCarthy, the John Fox, the old school guy. And, and sure enough, it ain't. So I, I'm excited. I, I, I think this entire team needs a reboot. Clearly, Lewis lost the team um, in the last two years. Them hiring him. Hiring him again last year was a big mistake. So um, they didn't double down on the mistake. They got rid of him and they're moving on. Um, I do think it has some interesting implications for Dalton. Either the, either Taylor's going to want to like use him as the quarterback of the future, or they go out and get somebody else. And a middling quarterback like Dalton, a little bit below average uh, in the league, is one of those players that you don't ever really want to give away. But a new coach might you know, have the wherewithal to say, you know what, screw it. Let's just gamble and see if we can, you know, float the boat with Tyrod Taylor or Joe Flacco or Nick Foles while we, you know, let, let Dalton go. Could the Bengals be in a tank for two, a situation? <laughs> they certainly could be. They certainly should be honestly. Uh, cause, cause all of their contracts are starting to get old. I mean, you've got Joe Mixon on that team, but um, AJ Green is getting older. It's, it's a team that really is, is not in its prime anymore. And there was, there's a period where it, they were making the playoffs with like Jeremy Hill, with Gio, those guys all on rookie contracts where they really were in a situation where they could strike and they just never did. So I think that, that they're going to be turning into a reboot. They are going to be the worst team in the AFC North, unfortunately. Uh, and, and, and they already are, but that's, uh, that's, it's exciting for the future, just getting somebody, some fresh blood in there, whether it works or not. Yeah, and I, if I give a buy, it's going to be the very, very deep dive, which was once not a deep dive at all, and it's going to be John Ross. Uh, he has shown very little to nothing due to injuries and just not playing well when he's on the field. Um, but I think that there is some renewed hope with outside of a Marvin Lewis offense that maybe Zach Taylor can get a little bit creative with John Ross and his speed and just resorting back to the fact that he was a top 10 NFL draft pick. So yeah, um, This reminds me of Tavon Austin, too. It's like – they just see, can't seem to figure out where, what to do with him. But he does get a touchdown every single game. But it's like they drafted him in the top ten and, and seemingly have no clue what to do with him. So maybe you're right. Yeah, so, I mean, if I can throw a couple seconds at, at, at the John Ross owner, I'm fine doing that right now, as long as it's not early seconds. Um, but, you know, it kind of just depends on each John Ross owner has a different uh, degree of sourness, if that makes any sense. Uh, Trey, what are your thoughts on the Bengals offense? You know, I, I like the call on the Dalton hire, and and man, I was the same way. I, I 
when I saw this list, I was like, who's Zach Taylor? Like, I'm scrambling to try and see. It's like, I got to read up on this guy. I know nothing about him. And and one thing I discovered, this I was floored by this. So he, he was actually in Miami early on in the Tannehill years as like an associate or assistant head or quarterback coach. And, you know, while he was there under his tutelage, uh, you know, Tannehill in his first four seasons in the NFL, only two quarterbacks have thrown for more yards, Peyton Manning and Dan Marino. So if, if this guy could do that with Ryan Tannehill, then, then Andy Dalton, I mean, who's currently like quarterback 28 in current ADP, and, that, and that's one quarterback ADP, but that's positional ranking. Right. I, I mean, we've seen, we've seen Andy Dalton put up, you know, quarterback five seasons in the past. And I know that's been a few years, but, I mean, quarterback 28 price – with AJ Green and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon in the backfield and catching passes, I mean, you know, I, I think that I don't know what it's for. What do you guys think it would take right now if you needed a stopgap? If you needed a third quarterback, or um, you know, needed needed a, a second quarterback even until one of your, you know, a Lamar Jackson or someone was ready to completely rely on, or a Sam Darnold? What, what would you give for Andy Dalton in a super flex league? Oh, super, super flex. I think that he, he's late first. Uh, when you were going to say one quarterback, I, I was going to say he's in the category of worth less than a second, more than a third. But yeah, with, with super flex thing, he's firmly worth the late first. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was going to say early second, but kind of the same thing. He's, he's right there. So that's probably the valuation to, to buy. And he's always been kind of a nicer. I've always liked him in super flex leagues as like a QB two, three, just because he really. He doesn't have that many stinker games, so he really is good for 12 to 15 points. He's just – but you're right. I mean, he has looked spectacular in years. I'm just not sure that that's really Andy Dalton. But maybe you're right. Maybe that's the direction to take this too is that is that Taylor's going to come in and just love on him some Andy Dalton and really just, you know, just fine-tune him up and, and make him bend to what he once was. But, you know, I, I think that there's that's as likely as to happen as he walks in and day one says, you're not my guy, I want somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I, I'm thinking maybe, you know, you've got Cam, and and maybe later on in this off season he ends up having surgery and looks like he's going to be out. I mean, I, you know, and, and I definitely only superflex one quarterback leagues. He, he's not on my radar, but but superflex leagues, I think, you know, those are the kind of guys that you know as a third, you know, as a as a backup option or you know injury insurance, the the price could be right. Yeah. No, and and the super. That's why Superflex is so intriguing. I like it a lot for that exact reason. It makes me think about Andy Dalton and where Joe Flacco is going and Nick Foles. That's and just terrible. <laughs> Which is why I always advocate to spend early round capital, spend assets on uh, quarterbacks in Superflex because I don't want, I don't want to have to deal with uh, the Andy Dalton's, Nick Foles, and Joe Flacco's. I'll happily spend up for some of the better quarterbacks. Unfortunately, I didn't spend up for Patrick Mahomes in any of those leagues, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the general Superflex strategy, I completely agree with there, and and I do have Patrick Mahomes in a number of leagues. Suck it, Nathan. But um, but no, I mean that that strategy is. What I'll say is doing years of super flex leagues is it is way easier to build around two very good quarterbacks because they're not going anywhere. Your Phillip Rivers is not is going to be there for another couple of years that like you can build around that type of guy. So, yeah, it's, uh, getting two guys that are, that are in that top top tier is is key, and then you might not win this year, but at least you're going to be good for the years to come. 
All righty. Uh, it's been a fun show. Uh, Trey, uh, once again, just let everyone know wherever they can find you. We appreciate uh, having us on and uh, talk, or we appreciate you coming on. And yeah. uh, uh, thanks for talking coaching carousel. Yeah, man. I'm happy to be able to host the podcast tonight. So thanks, yeah. for, <laughs> thanks for the opportunity. You guys, you guys can find me at Trey Barrett on Twitter and um, you can find the fantasy Joes at FF Joes on Twitter. And uh, thanks again, guys. It, it was kind of fun talking. It, it was a little fun digging into these guys. I, I didn't know as much about some of these guys. So, you know, I had to do a little research, a little homework. And um, so it was fun. Appreciate it. Yeah, dude, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, make sure you guys do go check out the Fantasy Joes. Um, and I think this was a pretty quick episode here, Nathan. What did we clock this one in at? About 35 minutes? And after editing, it might be like 34 minutes. Rock My and roll. God, unbelievable. You sure you don't want to talk about some nonsense? How's, how's, uh, how's, Frank walks, how's Nate Walks the Dog going? You know, uh, Eric, part of my inspiration for any dog walks dog is like you would always like send me like a clapping emoji or like a bravo. No one has been doing that lately. So, you know, my my inspiration, my want to do Nate Dog Walks Dog is dwindling. Uh, fortunately for you, the football season is also dwindling. So there you go. Are you saying that Nate Dog Walks the Dog might not be renewed for another season? Is that what I'm hearing here? We, we might need a sponsor. Shout out to anyone who wants to pay me to do Nate Dog Walks the Dog on Snapchat. You need it as a better platform for sure. You need to do a Twitter live video. That's where I think we got to take this thing. All right. We'll just have someone pay me to do that. We'll do it. All right, cool. Protoviz, um, I'm going to need you to go ahead and pay Nathan to do that. That would be great. Um, all right. Well, um, on that note, I think we are all wrapped up here, and uh, and we'll, be, we'll catch up with you guys next week. Have a great rest of your week. can't believe it that gerald is presenting the quarterly budget report with finger puppets look here comes a 1.7 percent decrease in fixed overhead hello everybody no i can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with geico who are you the projected increase in organic q3 revenue hooray believe it geico could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance Geico presents oh, yet another voicemail from your roommate. Hi! So, about the kitchen. Turns out when there's a grease fire, you're not supposed to throw water on it. <laughs> Who would have known, right? Anyways, the fire department is here and it's totally cool. Give me a call back when you get a chance. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if danger is your roommate's middle name. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.